What up, niggas? <laughs> Remember me? <laughs> yes, I am still here. Welcome back to another episode of Here's to Deal with B.A. I know, I know. <laughs> I haven't spoke with y'all since what? Shit, se- September, October? And, you know, I, I'm going to be honest. It's not that I haven't felt like doing a show. I haven't been, you know... I've been in the mood to record. I just haven't been in the mood to like source material and like find articles and stuff for the show. And like, I need a producer. Like, uh, shit, you would think that since I haven't worked since August that I would have more time to put out regular episodes. But, um, look, about that, listen, let's go ahead and just get into it, shit. Like I said, I've been, I've been unemployed since August. Uh, got furloughed or whatever. Um, and um, yeah, got furloughed in, in in August, and I just um started to like. I just had to sit with myself. I had a chance to sit with myself, and um, I just really, really learn trying to learn to tackle uh not being in control so much of like not being in control of other people, but I'm talking like being in control of like myself and like not worrying about things that I can't control and like not worrying about things. And then when I know that things are going to be like, okay, but I'm only worrying because I'm not in control of what it's going to be, which is like very, very weird and crazy. Like I don't like being in this space. And so I just being like, you know, working through that i put out a couple episodes since august um but i just want to take a um i took a break but it wasn't like a scheduled break i didn't plan on taking a podcast break um i also had to like just really um just see if i really wanted to do this and the answer of course is yes but um I will say that uh, doing it solo for a few episodes, I'd have to get into the swing of that. Um, I don't know. Um, shout out to other people out there who do solo podcasts. Like uh, it just feels like you're talking to yourself um, continuously. And for people who can do it and make it seem seamless and without a, you know, you know, just make it seem seamless and like conversational with one person like i really 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 applaud y'all um but i think i'm um i think i'm warming up to it and it's gonna be good like going forward like i got some shit planned and i'm gonna really like you know put the gas on this shit but you know other than that just starting to like live in the moment um that's really what i'm trying to say like i don't know how to live in the moment like i've um uh, some good news. I do have a job. I accepted an offer. Um, it's a 100% remote position. I start next month. And listen, I start the week my unemployment runs out. And it's like things like that, like that come through for me. And it's like, I just worry about stuff that I shouldn't like. I you know, I knew that I was going to eventually get a job, even if I had to, like, go down to the tip agency and get a job when it came down to that. So it was like, why are you worried? Why are you tripping? Like, just live and go with the flow. And it's like I'm learning to do that and not be such in control. But I am excited to be uh to have found like another like 100 percent remote position, like at a very, very stable um um industry 
um, working in finance in a very stable industry, um, reputable company and everything. So I'm um, excited about that. Um, I had got when I said I wasn't going to go. Here's the deal. When I said I wasn't going to go back into finance, what I really meant that I wasn't going to go back into like um, finance in the mortgage industry. Um, listen, I got a taste of the mortgage world during the pandemic when the rates was damn near under 2% and they went on this hiring frenzy and then the rates went up and they laid all these people off and those people included me. Um, just It's a very nasty industry. And I'm like I said, I'm technically furloughed. I'm not laid off. And this is why it's important to vote. Let me tell you why. Because the company is based in California, but they have remote workers, you know, all over the country. And when they laid off, they followed the employment law in the state that you lived in, which I think is against the uh, what is that? The Warren Act. And, you know, it might be somebody said that they might be having a class action lawsuit coming soon. Um, anyway, so people in Texas and like Georgia, places like that got fucked in the um when they did their reduction of force, um, the people in California, they got uh, services and we didn't get shit. Matter of fact, they laid people off in um, California last because they knew that they were going to have to pay them services. Um, the people that still remain at the company are in California, located in California only uh, pretty much. And then the company was fucking sold a couple months ago and I still have their damn equipment and the last time I checked, they had that laptop locked up, so I can't use it. And I haven't heard from them since November. And I'm going to take that shit to the dumpster because I'm moving like in the next month or so. And I'm not hauling that bullshit around. And it, yes, I'm moving. So this, I didn't plan on talking about that. I'm moving still in the DFW area, but I'm moving up out of uh, downtown Dallas. Because let me tell you, living downtown has been it's been one of the most ghetto fabulous experiences I've ever had. Um, I won't miss much of it. My, my view is beautiful. Like I'm on the 25th floor. Um, beautiful view. Um, there's no like buildings like smack dab in my face or anything like that. I have a view. Um, and But that got old after like a year, year and a half. <laughs> that wore off and then it just it's like it's not just all that fabulous living downtown for the money that it it is but i am gonna miss like um uh like just the random walks just going outside and being able to walk and actually you can do that anywhere but like you know downtown is you know walker friendly and you know you get to see people and see things and, and things like that um that's it i you know what else? I, I, I'm going I'm to miss the boys, the black boys that work at the um, Starbucks. Shout out to them. Uh, <laughs> I, I I don't. That's about it. Like, I'm not really going to miss much living downtown. And also, by me having a dog now, I'm just I'm tired of having to come down 24, 25 floors in an elevator to take him outside. I just want to be able to open my door and be outside. Um but Gibbs was a good dog, though. Like, he's never had an accident on the elevator. Um, when I was training him, he had a few accidents, like, in the elevator bank. Um, he used to think that as soon as we crossed that, the threshold, we were outside. 
nah bro we gotta wait for this elevator hope it's not crowded because if it is crowded like more than two or three people we have to like take the next one because you think you a celebrity and you think everybody gotta play with you and i am anti-social in a way and that's one thing about having a dog he's having a dog is it forces you to talk to people that i normally wouldn't talk to I remember, like, before I got Gizzard, it was people who didn't even, like, say two words to me in this building. Now they talk to me all the time like they've been knowing me this whole time. I'm like, girl, what? Anyways, but that's all uh, about the move. Uh, I'm excited about that. I really am. I'm kind of, like, ready to get away from downtown. But anyway, so much... So much has happened. So much other shit has happened since the last time I talked to y'all. I try to, I'm, you know, I try to keep this under 30 minutes. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to tell some of it in the next episode. But I'm going to talk about some of it now. But um, what has happened since the last time? What's been since September, October? Happy Halloween. I get it now. Um, oh, in November. I went to the um, R&B um, experience tour. I believe that's what it was called. Um, it was a, it was a tour that went around with uh, old school R&B acts. I wouldn't really say old, 90 R&B acts and some new, um, but mostly older um, um, R&B acts. And they had different people at different uh, cities. And when they came to Dallas, it was who? It was H-Town, 112, Silk. Tamar Braxton, Tevin Campbell, Bobby Brown, Monica. That was the lineup. And um everybody did very, 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 very well. Them um them niggas from like H Town and 112, them niggas got out there with them um with them fucking beer bellies and them weed lungs and put on a performance. So yeah, that was pretty cool to watch and um but the person who do who who didn't do well with his beer belly and weed lungs was bobby brown now no no hold on no, no, no i'm not gonna say bobby brown didn't do well bobby brown put on a great show and let me tell you why the show was so great so <laughs> bobby brown came on stage drenched in sweat like from the top of his performance, like from the time he stepped on the stage, drenched in sweat. I'm like, where the fuck had this nigga been? Like, have he already performed? Like, did he run here? Like, like it, it was really like some five heartbeats when 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 Eddie, whatever his name was, at the very beginning of the other thing when he was running from them people who was gambling, and he slid into the thing. Oh, like it was really on that type of shit. Like. Okay, so he comes on stage, he's sweating or whatever, singing whatever. I'm like, okay, Bobby sound good. All right, all right, all right. Um, so first of all, let me just say this: Bobby Brown was one of the reasons that I had decided to go to the show because I've I listen to Bobby Brown music all the time, almost daily, every other day, like all the time, right? And so I I am a fan of Bobby Brown, but I did not expect much from a Bobby Brown performance in 2020. This was 2022. Didn't expect much of it. I honestly, the fact that he showed up 
like just surpassed my expectations, right? So he's there and he's sweating and he has a rag in his hand, like a sweat rag. But for some reason, he's not using it. And I'm like, we're like the maybe what, fourth or fifth row and on the floor. And so I, I can literally see we're like center, center, fourth row, like in the center of the stage. And so I can like see like the sweat and it's getting and it's like going into his eyes and his eyes are like swollen and it just looks so like painful. And it just looked like he was going to like, I hate to say this, but it's just like he was going to like like fall out from cardiac arrest at any time. And I was like, oh my God. But he was performing. It sounded decent, way more decent than what I thought Bobby Brown was going to sound. And so I'm looking around at his whole set because he had a whole band, everything there. And when I do go to concerts, I'm not really a concert goer, but when I do go, I like look at everything on your fucking stage. I'm probably looking at the like the lead singer or the main person like the least. And I'm looking at everything else. Right. And so I noticed that one of the background singers. Is actually doing the singing and Bobby Brown is lip syncing. And I'm like, this is a, this is really, that's why I said his, uh, he really did put on a good show because he really did put on a good show by lip syncing. I was like, baby, Shantae, you stay girl. Like that was a really, really, really good like lip sync he was putting on. I was like, you, y'all buttled uh weekend at Bernie's his ass and drag him on tour and make this money. I was like, listen, might as well. <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> and then Tamar was there. Uh, Tamar just teamed too much, all like always. But I always say Tamar made that type of R and B that I like, just feel good, upbeat, um, R and B music. Like she makes me R and B music that's gonna always be on the oldie station, like shit like that, like mid tempo R and B. Like I love it. Like I'm not here for this um nasally depressed singers like your summer walkers kalani's your scissors and um what's that girl what's that girl name uh the little asian girl oh um oh my god this is gonna bother me the um eat eat the booty like groceries young lady let me google this because it's gonna bother me until i know this girl's name Eat the booty like groceries, lady. Okay, so um, <laughs> the name of the song is not "Eat the Booty Like Groceries." The name of the song is supposed to be um, with um, Chris Brown and Amarion featuring Janine Aiko. That's her name. Like, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of that 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 nasally um, like type of R and B, like depressed, sad R and B. And speaking of that, I saw a clip. Um, of Summer Walker at this festival and she had on this like um, see-through little top and I, I think a see-through skirt too and like titties was just out nothing under just bare titties out and she was just just like standing there just like looking so like dull and just like like I don't want to be here just unamused just singing this sad song I'm like how are you doing this with all you how are you doing all this with your titties out like you're supposed to be turning up if your titties out. Like, girl, I, 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 I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm 
who am I to be talking about what she wears? Like, I look, I don't know, but I just, I just find it to be like kind of like a maybe that's part of what she does. Like, I don't know. It it was just kind of odd to me. Like, girl, it was like a letdown. Like, that's an outfit for somebody who finna come out here and bitch and cut up. Like, pass that to somebody that's gonna cut up in it. Like, that's I don't know. Anyways, um. <clears throat> The reason why I had uh, thought about Tabar, because as I was talking about the R&B experience, I remember that I had spoke about this on Lou's podcast, child. I often say Lou's podcast last week, but I was at, <laughs> that's how long it's been since I recorded. I was on Lou's podcast, Hell, It's Around the Corner, about two months ago, maybe now. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while, and I talked about it on there. Um... He was what we talked about when it came to music. We talked about people who were talented, but you just don't care about. And one of the persons on his list was uh, Tamar Braxton, which I like had to disagree with. Um, but the people on my list, for some reason, I, I remember they all started with a J. It was John Legend, Jennifer Hudson, Janet Jackson, Jasmine Sullivan, Jill Scott. Like all those people are super talented to me. Super talented. I just... I don't care. And I know a lot of y'all gonna get mad at the Janet Jackson one because uh, y'all just paid uh, two car notes and three weeks worth of gas for her tour tickets. Baby, to see her do the same boom cats for the last 30 years. But hey, <laughs> I'm, I'm playing y'all. Y'all know I love to troll Janet fans. Um, I know about a good maybe what 39 to 42 percent of my uh of my listeners are Janet fans <laughs> so I need to uh stop but yeah um I like upbeat feel good R&B music and I had a really good time at that concert the last like I'm not saying there hasn't been any good R&B music since this song but the last like feel good R&B song that I'm like this like really makes me feel good like I can't listen to this song without being I can't listen to this song being sad. Like, it's going to put me in a good mood. And that's uh, Beyonce's Love on Top. Like, that song is a really, really great feel-good song. Cuff It could be it, too. But like Lou said when we was talking, the, 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 the cussing and Cuff It is just unnecessary. I love Cuff It. Cuff It is going to go definitely in my top five Beyonce songs. But it's just... The cussing really was unnecessary. But um, who am I to talk about? I don't like the uh, depressed niggas ain't shit music. When I list the majority of the music I listen to is blues anyway. And let me tell you something: blues music ain't nothing but men uh, gaslighting women about their cheating and shit. And it's like it's really horrible music, y'all. It's like when you re- <laughs> when you really listen to blues music, it is the lyrics are trash. But like. Them niggas be jamming. It be jamming. I love I, I love a good instrumental. Like, you know, like, them niggas be jamming. So, hey, that's why I listen to it. But <laughs> enough of the um, R&B uh, experience. Also, I hope y'all have fun at all y'all uh, tours. Everybody's going on tour. Beyonce, Taylor Swift, um, Janet Jackson, um, who else? Some more people. Like, SZA is going on tour. Um, hope y'all have fun at y'all at the concerts and everything. Um, yeah. Um, oh, what I do want to do right now is I want to give 
um, a happy belated birthday to ours truly, Mr. Jimmy, Jimmy Valentino, a.k.a. Aunt Tanya. Um, we celebrated his birthday last month in Puerto Rico. And when I tell you, we had a blast. Um, I'm probably just now like rehydrating my body from that weekend. I haven't drank like that since my Prairie View days. And just to let y'all know what kind of weekend this was, I probably drank water maybe twice the entire weekend. Like, I felt like a fucking prune on the flight back home. Like, and this was like my fifth time or so going to Puerto Rico. I've kind of like lost count. And one thing I am excited about this year is that the two trips that I have planned so far are... um are trips that are places are that I've never gone before. Like um in July, I'm I know I'm gonna badger this name. I'm going to uh Porto Mexico. And um I've never been there before. I know everybody go it's not too far from uh Tulum or whatever, Tal whatever everybody be going. Um it's gonna be my first time ever going to Mexico. People always find that surprising that I've never gone to Mexico and also find it surprising that I've never gone to Vegas. But I just never really had a reason to go to Vegas. Nothing ever like really. Usher almost got me there, but other than that, there's nothing that I really like wanted to go to Vegas to do. Um, and the other place that um I'm going this year is uh to San Francisco for Folsom in September. So I actually uh, uh me and Lawrence had uh met for lunch yesterday, and I actually got him to agree to come with me. Um, I've always wanted to go to San Francisco, so I figured, you know, why not go to, why not go doing Folsom, kill two birds in one stone. And also, doing that Folsom shit, I think that's the only time that I would be able to wear, like, the gear type of shit that I would want to wear. So, yeah, stay tuned for those pics. <laughs> Child, catch this tea. Uh, Robin Dixon roommate Juan Dixon of Real Housewives of Potomac is getting sued. Y'all heard about that? So Juan Dixon is the head basketball coach down at Coppin State. Um, I want y'all to stay with me here because this can get a little confusing and a little twisted. So he's a head coach at Coppin State. Put that to the side right now. So there was a player on a team who was being catfished. The catfish um, like was asked him for his news and videos of him and collected all that shit. And then the student was approached by uh, someone from the coaching staff and the coaching staff um, claimed that he was being blackmailed by the same person that's um, um, he's been sending his videos and stuff to and she wants them to fuck and record it. So this boy ends up doing it or whatever. And then the guy who's on the coaching staff started extorting this dude for like um, more videos and wanted to keep continue to having sex with him, was holding his scholarship above his head, all allegedly. Um, and you're probably wondering, um, uh, where does uh, uh, the roommate... Uh, Juan Dixon, Robin Dixon from Real Housewives of Potomac come in at. Well, the the basketball player actually, he say he went told Juan and Juan, you know, allegedly didn't do anything. So that's how, you know, he's being named in the suit. And 
And, you know, it, it's also being rumored that Robert Dixon won't be returning next season to Real Housewives of Potomac due to privacy reasons. I don't know how true that is, but, girl, you better take your ass to work. If these other housewives can sit back and take bullshit from their husbands, um, the bullshit that their husbands be doing off camera with their little janky side businesses and tax bullshit they have to go through, so can you. Besides, first time something interesting happened to your ass, so hell, you don't want to show it on the show. Girl. But we'll see how this all play out. I'll be following this story. It, it's not like he's facing any criminal charges, so I don't know what she's running from. Um, one thing I do know, if I was Wendy or Karen, I would still talk about this shit on the show, even with her not being there. Child, uh, fuck it with me. Her ass would be at home in foreclosure watching us, wishing she was there to film to defend herself because we would still talk about it. I'd make her regret uh, filming. And uh, Speaking of Housewives of Potomac. I didn't really pre uh, prepare to talk about them. I didn't um, have them down to talk about. Um, I this season has been really, really, really good. Um, I enjoy Jacqueline being there um, as a friend of the show. Um, I think Jacqueline would be a great addition there, even without Mia. Um, but it's all just been uh, good. Um, one thing I will say. Let me take a sip of this water. One thing I will say is that um, Sharice, I think Sharice was brought in this season to um, stir shit up with Karen and she failed. Like, girl, she supposedly have all this tea or whatever and she just didn't, she just didn't deliver, if you ask me in my opinion. It, she just sat there and looked constipated the whole season. Like, ma'am, like, come on, girl, drop this tea. And listen, I, I don't know these people. All I know is what they show me on TV every Sunday. But I will say from what they show me on TV every Sunday, I can't believe that Karen is cheating on her husband. And the reason why I say that is this. If you go back in, on my tweets or whatever, you will hear me talking about um, Karen just seems like every time she's around Ray, she's filming with Ray. She just seems like to be like, overly flirty and like overly kind of sexual comments and jokes and shit about him and trying to insinuate him being a flirt with with uh what's that girl name the girl that used to be on the show uh, like it's just like you know just to me those are actions of someone that's cheating like and you know overcompensated to me you know like i say i don't know these people i just know what they show me on the tv um every Sunday. But yeah, I didn't come prepared to talk about Housewives of Potomac. I will keep watching though to see, you know, what's going on. But and like I say, we will keep following Juan Dixon down to the schoolhouse. <clears throat> Speaking of the fucking schoolhouse, a seventeen year old Griffin High School student, Lucinda Karina Bailey, has been arrested and charged with the production and distribution of child pornography under the Georgia Computer Pornography and Child Exploitation Prevention Act. Basically, this 17-year-old dyke done airdropped this girl uh, news to the whole lunchroom. 
The Griffin Police Department alleges Bailey on Monday used the iPhone airdrop feature to uh, decimate a video recording of a 15-year-old girl masturbating. The resource officer at the school said he was called in, um, in by the school administrators um, and he was told that there had been an explicit video of a juvenile pleasuring herself that was airdropped in the lunchroom the day before. And he said he met with the 15-year-old girl who video it was. And she said that she was on FaceTime with Lucinda, who was 17 years of age, playing with herself. And that Lucinda had screen recorded the incident. And they ended up arresting the girl for child pornography. And, and you know... Child pornography, absolutely, yes. She's a minor, but I don't think that's what that girl had in mind. I think it was more of a revenge type of thing. Either way it goes, she has to face some consequences for that shit. And that is so, like, we we didn't have, like, that type of shit when we was in high school. Like, I graduated high school in 2002. Like, we, we had cell phones, but we still had, like, the by minutes and shit. Like, we, we didn't have, like, and really the only people who had cell phones were the kids who had cars. Other than that, you really didn't need no cell phone. Like, it, it wasn't like you can do shit on a cell phone other than make a call. And so, I guess <laughs> I guess that's, that's why um, <laughs> that's why it's different, but like, the times are so different, which made me think about um, here recently, I actually uh, interviewed and was about to accept a job at a school. Um, and I went interviewed at this middle school and it was a six to eight grade. And this is my first time ever being inside of a school in about in like a K through 12 school in over. Oh, I want to say seven, 15 plus years. It's been a long time since I've been inside of a school. I ain't had no reason to go into school in, um, had an interview and everything, and I and I, I stayed at the school for like the whole afternoon, like observing and everything. So when the kids are different, the, the schools are very institution, like like institutionalized, like very almost. I don't want to say it, but it's almost like prison in a way it has to be everything they have uniforms on everybody every grade has color coordinated shirts every grade stays on the same floor um you don't mix and mingle the grades you walk on the same side of the hallway you can't use the restrooms during passing periods um they walk you got to walk them down to lunch and this is middle school now you got to walk them down to lunch they all sit down first and they all get up table by table to get their trays and come back and sit down. It was just very like really, really overly just over structure that we didn't have when uh we was in school. Like you it was like I don't know. It was different. And like the 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 maturity and just how fast kids grow up from sixth grade to eighth grade was like so like apparent that you can see 
um, the sixth graders, they were like babies. And then when you go up to the third floor where the eighth graders are, not saying they were adults, but you can actually see the like that much maturity in just two years. That's where you start to see the girls with weaves and lashes in eighth grade. Like, lashes. Like, girl... I mean, I guess, whatever, girl, if you woke up at five o'clock in the morning to get ready and decided, let me put some lashes on when I don't really have, to, when I don't even have to, like, girl, go ahead. And it, it, and I feel like, too, they do a lot of things. When you see the eight graders, they do a lot of things to, like, try to um, separate themselves from each other because they all got to wear that same stale ass uniform. So you see them, like, trying to jazz up their uniforms and shit and all this stuff. And I'm just like, okay, I, I, I can respect it. You see, like, the, the, the false locks uh, with, in different colors and all that stuff. And I was like, okay. Like, it's no way they would have let a girl have pink, fake dreadlocks when I was in middle school. But, yeah, I get it. Like, they got to have individuality somewhere. But um, not to the point to where motherfuckers airdropping uh, motherfuckers' news. Like, why are y'all playing? Like, I would have never thought. Would I would have been playing with myself on the phone with other people from school if I had, like, iPhones when I was in high school? Probably, probably. It so, but girl, like, yeah, you gotta go. You gotta get it. You can't be doing that. Like, that is really horrible. Grown people be doing that. Like, um, that happened to me before when I was at a bar once. Like, people airdrop news. I'm like, this is so like, this is sexual assault. Like, y'all love to twist the words of stuff and everything. Twist that one, baby. That's sexual assault. Like, girl, you got to get up out of here. Like, the kids was, um, it was different. And then, one other thing before um, I move on about the schools, um, um, walking up to the school, like, I had, like, totally forgot about, like, school shootings and all this shit and the, and the precautions they got to take now. And I'm just walking up to the school, and I just yank on the door, and that motherfucker locked. And I was like... Come on, Joe Clark. And I was like, this is right. Like, they have to be locked because people are crazy. They they shoot up schools now. That's how, like, detached I was from, like, schools. Like, it didn't dawn on me that, you know, like, I don't have, like, nieces and nephews. Of course, I don't have kids. I also don't have nieces and nephews. Um, so it's like, yeah. That was crazy to me. Like, it really was to take that intercom after get them to buzz me in and all that shit. But, yeah, I ended up not taking a job down to the schoolhouse because, child, school board just don't pay enough. And that's what that was. Maybe, maybe another time. Um, yeah. Um, but they kill, but everybody say the kids are bad. Maybe they was just putting on or whatever because I was a visitor. But I didn't really see the badness in, in, in the kids that people like, see, maybe because I was at a middle school too, but um, yeah, the kids, especially the boys, they all seem, the little boys seem so innocent, and the little girls was the ones that seemed like they would be like snappy and talking back and all that stuff, which, like eye rolling and stuff like that, which, girl, I'm not, listen, I'm not finna argue with no child, I'm not even finna like, 
I look, you pick your battles with child with a child. I'm not finna like try to reprimand a child because they rolled their eyes at me. Like, girl, roll your eyes all you want. You still gotta do what I said. I'm, I'm not finna like. Did you roll your eyes? All that? Did you smack your lip, girl? Look, let your mama iron that out. Um, get what you need to get done here and get on up out of here. Um, but yeah. So enough about the school. Um. I know before I get out of here, I try to like I say I try to keep it under thirty minutes, but I have to talk about Drag Race. Drag Race is upon us, season fifteen. I know I said I wasn't gonna watch. I didn't say I wasn't gonna watch. I said I wasn't really interested in watching, but I've started watching, and it's actually it's okay, y'all. Um, um, my favorites this season. My top four for this season is my top is. Amethyst, um, Lucy DeLuca, uh, Malaysia Baby Doll Fox, and Mistress. Um, so those are my top four. Hopefully, one of those win. That's who I'm rooting for this season. Um, everybody else is just forgettable. Just very forgettable to me. Even y'all girl Sasha Kobe, just very forgettable. Um, Lux Noora, forgettable. Um, what's the name who did Karen Huger for a snatch game? Just forgettable. Robin, forgettable. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna continue to watch. I will say this: you have to. They sh- uh, shorted um the season um so they can make room for the WeHo um the Sissies of WeHo show or whatever it's called. But listen, let me let me just talk about that real quick. There's a show that comes on after a drag race called uh, WeHo Housewife. The, I don't know. It, it's a gay version of some type of housewife show. I don't know. But it's uh, based in L.A. And it's some older, like, um, gay dudes or whatever. T- uh, typical L.A. gay dudes or whatever. And um, Todrick Hall is on there. So, you know, a lot of people are mad. And although I don't have... I don't care for Todrick. I'm not a fan. I mean... Especially of his work or whatever, but not a fan of him. But you know, I wasn't a fan of Todrick before he started. Um, before he wasn't paying his dancers allegedly, or before he wasn't paying his rent allegedly. You know, he, y'all should have been canceling him back when he was making them menstrual YouTube shows, um, like mocking black women and shit and all that other stuff for white laughs and all that type of stuff. And the white gays was laughing at it. Now they mad at him. Like, listen, I'm not going to join in on the Todrick Hall hate now because when we was trying to tell you motherfuckers that he was trash, y'all didn't want to listen. Y'all was laughing because black people was the butt of the jokes. So y'all can go cry somewhere else about Todrick and what he do and what he don't do. And that's um and speaking in what I the, I said that to say this, um the that's the reason why um Drag Race is not as long as it uh once was. Now you have to watch Untuck to fill in what would have normally been shown on the regular episode. So I have been watching Untucked. Untucked is really good. If you haven't been watching it, get into it this season. I don't know if it's good or if it's good because it the other the main episode leaves you want more because we're used to more. So I think that's kind of like what it is. But if you're complaining about the um the shorter episodes, go watch um 
untucked that may uh do it for you but yeah i'm gonna be constantly watching rooting for amethyst and yeah and i will be back next week we back on regular schedule y'all uh <laughs> I promise we are. We're back on regular schedule, and so I'll be seeing y'all next week. I'm over my time, Ashley, so I'm gonna go ahead and get on up out of here. Y'all know where to find me. Hit me up on Twitter at wisdom score at wisdom underscore stature. Bye.